Hello, welcome to Tea Time with Marcella. Grab your favorite cup of tea or the beverage of your choice and join us as we dive into today's topic. I was reading from Luke 13, verses 10 through 17 of the King James Version. And it says, And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and in no wise and could in no wise lift up herself. And Jesus saw her. He called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her. And immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because she had he- because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day, I'm sorry. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day, and said unto the people, There are six days in which men are to work, and them therefore come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord then answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, doest not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan have bound low these 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? I want to read that one again. And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan have bound low these 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? And when he had said these things, All his adversaries were ashamed, and all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. While reading and reviewing this scripture, I thought about a movie I saw. Excuse me. I thought about a movie I saw a while back called The Way Home. The story begins when a boy named Sang Woo and his mother board a bus to the country. His mother is taking him to live with his 78-year-old grandmother for the summer while she's looking for a new job. The grandmother, who is bent over due to osteoporosis, can hear, but she cannot speak. She lives in the Korean countryside near a village. His mother doesn't stay long. She leaves to catch the bus back leaves to catch the bus back to the city and tells her own mother it will not be for too long. Sang Woo has junk food and toys, but he is very selfish and disrespectful to his grandmother. Sang Woo ignores his grandmother and calls her a retard. 
His grandmother washes her clothes at the river, tends to millions that she will eventually sell, visits her friends, and shares her earnings with a friend. The only thing she needs, saying well to do, the only thing, there's only one thing she needs him to do, well, two, is carry millions on a bus ride home because she has to walk and to run thread through her needles. Eventually, Sangwoo's Game Boy runs out of batteries because he has been playing nonstop. When he asks his grandmother for money for new batteries, she doesn't have the money, so he teases her, throws away her shoes, breaks one of her vases, and draws on the walls of her house. When this fails to get money from his grandmother, he steals her silver hairpin and tries to sell it. When he finally finds the right place, he attempts to trade the hairpin, but instead of getting batteries, the shopkeeper, who happens to be his grandmother's friend, hits him on the head and sends him home. One day, Sangwoo demands Kentucky Fried Chicken. But when his grandmother purchases a live chicken with some of her melons, she brings it back in the rain, prepares boiled chicken instead of fried chicken, and Sangwoo becomes angry, getting very upset, and refuses to eat. Later in the night, when she's asleep, he eats some of the food. But the next morning, his grandmother is sick from being in the rain, and Sang-woo has to care for her and serve her the remainder of the chicken. Sang-woo, who remains angry and confused by the unfamiliar environment, repeatedly rejects her attempts to please him. But her unconditional love slowly touches his heart. One day, Sangwoo gets up early and goes with his grandmother to the market where he sees how hard his grandmother persuades passers-by to buy her vegetables. After a long day at the, at the market, she takes Sangwoo to a shop and buys him noodles and new shoes. And when they are about to board the bus, Sangwoo asks his grandmother to buy him a choco pie. The grandmother goes to a shop that is run by an elderly friend. The shopkeeper, who now has a bad knee, gives her five or six pies but refuses to take any money. So the grandmother gives the shopkeeper a millet. But when the grandmother returns to the bus with the sweets, Sangwoo says he wants to ride alone as the bus as the girl he likes is also on the bus. The grandmother tries to get Sangwoo to take the rest of the produce with him, but he refuses. The bus then leaves and Sangwoo then has to wait for his grandmother to return, wondering why it is taking her so long. He then realizes that his grandmother has walked back from the town carrying all her produce. Eventually, Sangwoo begins to love his grandmother, but because she is unable to read or write, he makes some simple greeting cards, so she has some letters from him. Finally, Sangwoo's mother returns, and he goes back to the city.
His death, the feeling for his grandmother, is revealed when the bus leaves and he leaps to the back window to wave his tearful goodbyes. The film closes with the grandmother continuing to live alone, but with the letters of love from her grandson. This movie touched my heart. I mean, it just, it spoke volumes to me. This grandmother was available to help her daughter, even though she's 78 years old. She can't speak. She can't ask for what she wants. She doesn't complain. She doesn't have the bad, a bad attitude or the wrong attitude, but she's available to help her daughter. She was there to attend to her grandson. She doesn't complain. She's not angry, but patiently cares for her loved ones. Now, I want you to understand something. In my parenting days, and even as a grandmother, and now I am a great-grandmother, trust me when I say, I have some looks <laughs> that express everything I'm feeling. I can scold you with my eyes. I can tell you that you are in trouble by a glance. But this grandmother shows love. The movie that I'm looking at, that I was looking at, she never has a cross. Um, she never expresses that she's cross. She never expresses that she's tired. She's just unselfish in all of her ways. This grandmother was patient. And although she was bowed over or bent over, she still had patience with her grandson. She goes out of her way to show love. She doesn't use her infirmity as an excuse not to care for her grandson. She doesn't use her age. I'm 78 years old. She doesn't shake her head, no, but she, she cares for her loved ones. She keeps showing love and patience despite how Sang Woo behaves and how, how disrespectful he is. This movie reminds me of the scripture in Luke 13, verses 10 through 17, where Jesus has compassion on a woman bowed over for 18 years. She can't raise herself up. She can't stretch out in bed. She can't stand up and straighten herself up and look into the eyes of other people. Can you imagine being bent over like this for 18 years? Can you imagine not being able to look someone in the eye for 18 years? Can you imagine not being able to see the expressions on other people's faces for 18 years? You can't really see what's going on around you. I mean, everyone else can see, they can tell when to run, they can, they can, they can look at what's happening, but you can't. You can't even stretch out in bed and, 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 you know, just lay on your back, stretched out, and be comfortable in bed because you you you're bent over, you're bowed. Hmm. Huh. 
I don't know about you, but I can imagine this is very uncomfortable. I can imagine that this is very, very, um, oh, I don't even have a word for it. But have you ever felt unappreciated also by a loved one? Here you are in this physical condition and your loved ones don't appreciate you. You unselfishly care for them, but they don't care. They don't even say thank you. They're demanding. They act as if you owe them something. Or have you tried to remain patient and continue laboring with unconditional love? Although no thanks are given and and you're being disrespected. I mean, just, just very disrespectful. Talk back to, ignored, but you still labor with unconditional love. Did your love cause you to reach out to your family members, your neighbors, and your community? I mean, even though you're going through and you're poor and you need the money that you have, but yet and still you're sharing it with your friends in the neighborhood, your hard-earned cash, and you're willing to share? Did your love cause you to reach out to your family members, your neighbors, and the community? Maybe you volunteered at a shelter, the food bank, or deliver meals to the handicapped and elderly. Do you work tirelessly at helping others? Maybe you volunteer at local shelters. I think about how my husband and our youth would mow the lawn of the elderly and single mothers with young children. And I volunteered for Meals on Wheels once a week, delivering meals. Do your loved ones appreciate your thoughtfulness? No one knows the physical pain that you may be feeling. No one knows the sacrifices that you are making for them because you do it without complaining. You do it expecting nothing in return. Well, Jesus knows the sacrifices that you're making. Jesus knows your heart and he sees your pain. He saw the woman in Luke 13 physically and spiritually. He saw a descendant of Abraham who deserves to be blessed like other descendants. He saw someone worthy of rest and healing. He understood that she needed deliverance from a spirit of infirmity that she was being attacked. He was ready to release her from her infirmity. He was ready to bless her. He wanted her to experience rest. In Luke 13, 13, he says, then he put his hands on her and immediately she straightened up and praised God. Jesus wants you to find rest, rest for your soul and rest for your body. He says in Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
I hope and pray that you understand today, my friends, that Jesus wants you to have rest. He sees the sacrifices that you're making. He sees the disrespect that people are giving to you. He sees how people ignore you and overlook you. He sees how people push you to the background. They don't value you. But he wants to let you know that he loves you. He cares for you. He wants to strengthen you. He wants to give you rest. He wants you to be able to to have a sigh of relief. Relief from your problems, relief from your stresses, relief from situations, relief from the conditions around you. He wants you to have rest. Father God, we come to you and we thank you that you are concerned about us. We thank you because you want us to take on your yokes because your yokes are easy. We pray, God, that you would help these that are listening in the audience today, that you would be with them, that you would that you would continue to guide them and that you would give them a Sabbath rest. And we give you praise and glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I hope that you have been encouraged and enlightened. Join us each Saturday at 3 p.m. for a tea time with Marcella.